Welcome to the Sunday Company Post Show Wrap-Up, recorded live. All right, everybody, welcome to episode two of Adequate, the Sunco After Show. I am Christian Xavier, your host for the evening, and to my right I have... Andrea Borcha. How's it going, Andrea? It's going good. It was a good show tonight. I feel like it was a lot of energy that you created. Yeah, Yeah. I, I tend to bring a ton of energy to the show. It's a lot of fun. Um, I think you need high energy. Uh, with this type of show, you people have come, and they need your energy. It, it, when we say this type of show, what we mean is the audience with uh, limited energy that needed to be pushed over the line, and I feel like every time you host, because you are our host tonight, you tend to do that, which is awesome, because I am terrified of hosting myself, I can tell you that. Uh, I've never done it. The Aww, one time. you do well. Well, I, tr- I almost did it once. Uh, but then I got called away for a medical issue, and, uh, and uh, not mine, but uh, I, I basically I lost out on the opportunity to host. Which I'm, is- I'm sure I'll get another opportunity. Like, there's a lot of good um, opportunities to try, and hosting, I mean, for a while there, hosting disappeared. We it were did. such a small team. And not only did it disappear, we started uh, hosting individual games, yes. which was terrifying in and of itself, not to mention doing the applause meter, which is the thing that scares me the most <laughs> about hosting. I just can't pull that energy from the crowd like you can or like Dan can or Steve or, or basically anybody else on the team, really. Yeah, I think it probably helps that my uh, deep and dirty secret is I was a cheerleader in high school, so that was literally all I did for four years. That is, that get is energy a up. very deep... <laughs> Deep-seated secret. Not something I knew. Yeah. Uh, but awesome. <laughs> bring the cheer. Bring it's, the cheer. So it's, it's just bringing in the same energy that you'd have to bring there. Because when your team is consistently losing, you, you know, the only energy is coming from you. So it's the same thing, you know. We're, we're consistently losing? No, no. My okay. football okay. team in high school gotcha, was gotcha. the worst in the state. So it was... Not wow. great. Yeah. Wow. Well, to be ranked last is a feat in and of itself. That's true. Only one team can be ranked last, after all. I think so. All I right. think so. Well, uh, how do we? How do you think so, the show went? I think tonight's show was uh, was definitely energy for us as a team. We knew what we were trying to accomplish, and we got there. Uh, but the energy from the audience was definitely a little bit less than what we're used to or less than what we like. And, and like I said, you were able to push that up as far as you could, which was great. But I think a lot of what we did today and a lot of what we have opportunities to do is really progress on our improv as anybody, any group, any team, any improv troupe really can. Uh, one of the most important pillars, for example, of improv is, is yes and. The, the idea of adding to the idea or the concept or the character attributes that were put out there for the other team members. And I think it's one of those things that any improv troupe, uh, whether it's amateur, professional, or, or just for fun on the weekends, they, they tend to sometimes struggle with that item as well. Like we did tonight a couple of, of situations where it was a yes and situation, but unfortunately we turned around and, uh, and basically did not succeed in that aspect of it? Um, I would say we actually had I thought there were a lot of ands today that were really good. Um, There were a couple scenes I'd say with like Sarah and Ernie um, where they just kept one-upping each other um, and that was really strong. 
and that is the other point of yes and is don't be afraid to raise the stakes even yeah. higher when you're sanding which is yet another thing that our team tends to excel at and in particular tonight like you mentioned Ernie going above and beyond and Sarah always goes above and beyond I think Tim always does the same thing and today those three were on fire yeah uh, in particular uh, the sing uh, the singing portion of the, the opera replay the opera portion oh my gosh Tim and Sarah together doing opera is something I'd never experienced in the past. But <laughs> they I committed. You, their commitment to that and the falsetto from Tim blew me away. He got the vibrato in there. Yep. I'm talking terms I shouldn't be talking during improv, but <laughs> you know what? They they do stand out. We are secretly more talented than you might think at uh, Music Kill. We we should probably start a band, an opera band. I, I, I you know what? I don't think there are any opera bands out there. Just yeah. solo acts. We could do that. We should write our own opera. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. Uh, outside of that, a lot of the other parts of the show that I feel like we did well at, for example, today, was the first time I've ever done it, uh, the Laugh Out. That was our first time ever doing Laugh Out in a show. And uh, for those listening that don't know what Laugh Out is, basically, don't make people laugh is the point of the game. And with a low-energy crowd, that tends to be easy. But today, we got a quite a bit of laughter from yeah. the audience. Uh, basically, the, the point of it is to make a straight scene with drama, basically no comedy, keep it as simple as possible. And if you make the audience laugh, you're eliminated from that scene to be replaced by one of your teammates to continue the scene going forward. And I think today we, we had a few people with some runs in terms of being able to knock out some people. We had a lot of great one-liners that didn't end up with a chuckle. And a, lot, and a few that should have ended up with a chuckle that no one laughed at. Yeah. But I think the pacing of that game was a lot stronger in the show than it's been in practice. Like, in practice, it's, I think it's, we, we get competitive, and so there's definitely um, some holdouts like me. Um, but then in the show, I think the pacing was really strong. Everyone kind of balanced out. So you had a couple people staying in for a couple uh, different laugh-outs of the other person, but then people that used to get out shorter in practice got out longer like Elisa was holding her own in it it was really impressive yeah I mean Elisa for, for those listening Elisa during practice basically cannot get on stage for more than 15 seconds because that's how long it takes for her to say a word and then walk off stage but well and just she's hilarious and so. she is she is I mean to the point where if she if she gets on stage she cannot even be looking at the audience because we immediately start to laugh but during the show she went above and beyond held her own and stuck it out through a few laugh outs yeah like three or four rounds in a row and that just blew me away which is great I mean I applaud her for her commitment I think it was tonight. really funny how Matt pointed out that um, the scene started with two players that were like playing with their hair and we literally got through the entire team everyone playing with their hair before that bit was over and they put their brush down bit. or whatever that was a good bit and to be <laughs> honest everyone wants to play with hair especially those of us who don't have as much oh do you miss your long hair i do miss my long hair i uh <laughs> it was four years in the making yeah and then uh, i got a commitment. rid of it it was a commitment it was uh, it got donated to locks of love so i feel proud about yes, that yes definitely um I was able to give some uh, some poor kid uh, yeah. basically a full head of hair to deal with all the medical issues that they're going through. So a uh, shout out to Locks of Love. Uh, in terms of, of other things that we were able to see in, in the laugh out, and the reason we're practicing it so much is because we have a show coming up later on in the month, two weeks from now. To, mm -hmm. Two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks from Comic -Con now. Comic-Con weekend, July 23rd. Weekend. 
July 23rd, 2017 at the National Comedy Theater. That Sunday, you will see your Sunday company bringing on the rumble of wrestling. Yes, wrestling. Wrestling's going to be fun. We've got uh, about 20 players that day. I think we have 15 of our own. Um, and then we might have some surprise guests from other teams, which should be really exciting. Um, and we will rumble and we will wrestle and... It should be a, it should be an interesting event. It should be a lot of fun. Absolutely, and to be honest, it's a lot of head-to-head stuff, which we're not used to. Yeah. But it is all for fun and games, and to be a, it, the idea of, of dressing up for this is basically our little version of Halloween. Yeah. Which to me is awesome. I think it's been really nice with Sunday Company because we tend to balance the competitive improv versus like scene structure and fun games and just like different we have I feel like we've got a lot of variety in Sunco but I think the wrestling show will definitely be full-on competition non-stop the whole time which will be a nice change of pace for us absolutely so if you're listening and you're not coming to our shows regularly swing by for that one because it should be exciting uh, it's, so tonight we had uh, we had a lot of different games that uh, I haven't played in a while, like pan left, pan right. I agree. Um, Alphabet. Alphabet, which came from Deck of Fate. Deck of Fate tonight basically uh, it brutalized me. I, <laughs> I forgot the alphabet. Um, alphabet was perfect. I mean, that's the, the the fun of that game is you skipping over letters and Alec like having to mouse through the alphabet. I mean, that's just perfect. It's it could not have been more perfect. Like you know that's what? what you want. You want to see people struggle. That's I, the fun. <laughs> I agree, but I feel like for that one we probably need a soundtrack <laughs> of the alphabet <laughs> in the background. That'd be awesome. Just to keep us in line. Yeah, just so that we know exactly which yeah. letter comes because you know, you never know. That's a useful skill. Because you could be stopped by a police officer at one point and have to sing the alphabet backwards. And and now that I know that's an option in the alphabet game, I think I definitely would put that on you guys. The second you got to Z, start going backwards. and Because uh, I think we, we pretty much died about F or G the second time around. <laughs> well, you know what? It's, it's a good place to die after you made it the entire way through. But to be honest, we make it the entire way through and we snake back. And you're basically going to put us out at about why yeah because no one knows where to go from why because why would we now we have to practice this is true this um, is true or c we ended with c because that was it was yes. the, the word c which does not begin with the letter c but um, it worked but it was hilarious it was yes. it was so well done it the audience nice loved button. it it was a nice button at the end of that sure game. definitely yeah. and uh pan left pan right how did you feel about that uh, pen left, pen right was good, and, and one of our notes tonight was that we did get a lot of similar relationships between characters, and unfortunately that does tend to happen uh, when you have, like you put it, basically an all-same-gender crew going up on stage and doing this. If it's all women, you might end up with sister-mother or daughter-mother, sister-sister, whatever the case might be. Sure. Today happened to be all men on the cast that uh, happened to be doing that for the show tonight. And, yeah, we, we were all either brothers or brothers-in-law, which was uh, fun. Yeah, I think uh, the, one of the suggestions for the panel, so it was like, um, let's see, it was Star Wars, Louisiana, and then brothers-in-law. And I think somehow brothers-in-law ended up feeling like the, the all-around suggestion. It, it did, yeah, I think it, uh, it creeped into the other aspects of it. Not necessarily brothers-in-law, but definitely a distant sort of brotherly sort of relationship. Sure, definitely. Yeah. And I think the power of that game is, is having three very distinct scenes that look different. 
and feel different and have different energy so that it's very clear, like like changing the channel. Yes. So, yes, you're absolutely right. Typically, it's three distinct characters, uh, for no, two distinct characters for each player, three distinct scenes, different relationships, different specifics, different feeling, and I think tonight we did definitely struggle. Uh, although, I've got to say, there were a few liners, one-liners in there that definitely uh, that definitely made me chuckle sure. while I was on stage, like, uh, Ernie's, put your... Uh, overalls back on or something yeah yeah uh, and the the yoda line from steve 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 really pulled it together you know, that was really funny when um i think steve had a lot of really good details tonight and that always helps because it's too easy to go in and be very vague and uh steve brought in a ton of detail he had clear pictures i mean you can almost picture what he's trying to get to and so that's really helpful yep absolutely any anything that stood out to you tonight um, I thought that the team came together really well, um, especially considering it was a lower energy crowd uh, to to kind of be playful and uh, play with each other a little bit and, and kind of like all like more like playing for ourselves, um, which I think always makes a good show regardless of audience. But especially when you have a lower energy audience, it helps that we're all playing for ourselves. I think everyone just kind of jumped in, was was there when they needed to be and did what they needed to do. And so I thought that was really awesome. That's awesome. And speaking of that jumping in and team spirit, how would you feel about the Armando? The Armando was, was I think, um, I think it went really well. I think the stories were detailed enough that there was a ton to pull out of them so that was really cool and it almost seemed like a few times that uh, people had similar ideas that kind of piggybacked off each other and I thought it was good pacing when you got back to the story um, and there's a second story Tim's story and they weren't the same story because we have had mistakes before where the Armando stories are still like we're stuck on puppies and then the second story is still about puppies and you're like no by then we should have moved past it so I think that was really well done. Yeah, definitely moving that A to C versus A to B or A prime, if you will. Yeah, and I think Tim pulled it off. Uh, Definitely one of those stories that uh, may traumatize a few people if they really (laughs) heard it. (laughs) Ah, brothers. That's how they are. Tim broke his collarbone because him and his brother were wrestling around. I feel like... Every brother has that story when they have another brother. So I think that's that's a light way of putting it. Uh, <laughs> so Tim almost fell from the second story of their house, yes. uh, broke his collarbone in the process, and his brother lifted Tim from that potentially perilous situation and snapped the collarbone. It's rough, but Tim survived. And, and he had, had a good attitude about it. Awesome attitude I mean, about it. I mean, what more could you want? <laughs> And the scenes were a lot of um, creative. There was a lot of creativity. Definitely a lot of fun. And um, I felt that people were really trying to grab little snippets of each story and make them into really unique scenes that weren't like directly depicting what was told in the story, which was awesome. Not just that, but snippets of the storytelling process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I broke the fourth wall during Alphabet, which was a bad uh, choice. Funny to me at the moment, but, you know, retrospect, it's not a great idea. But the the thing that Tim was able to do is say something, get the audience to react after talking about breaking his collarbone and snapping it, I think was the word he used, and then apologizing to the audience for having given them that visual. And then we turn around and we have Elisa and Sarah with the longest apology of all time. 
I almost felt like they were Canadian. It's just a lot of sorry, <laughs> back and forth, sorry, sorry, sorry. Aww, nothing against no Canadians. Canadians. I'm just kidding. Afton wasn't there. She's I'm our sorry for, for resident Canadian. Yes, yes, she is. Our yeah. token Canadian. <laughs> But in any case, there was a lot of apologizing back and forth, and that was not drawn from an aspect of the story itself, but just from the storytelling process, which I think is is one of those things that we often miss. We have that opportunity, and and it was very well showcased tonight. Definitely. It was fun. And then we rounded out the evening at the end with uh, a game we have not played in a long time. Oh, my gosh. So long. Years, it feels like. Uh, And I was not entirely sure how to explain it, but we got there. Last Action Hero, which is Last Last Action action Joke. Last Action Joke. Yeah, Yeah. that one. And it's based off Last Action Hero, the film, which if everyone who listens to this, I'm sure, knows is starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, our former governor. And uh, basically, the premise of the game is to have that, uh, that one-liner that the action hero has to get rid of or vanquish the enemy or the villain of the story. And it'll be like, uh, like when Mr. Freeze in, in uh, Batman, was right. it Batman yeah, and Robin? Yeah, one of the Batmans. I think Batman and Robin, maybe. Yes. Uh, basically, Mr. Freeze says, uh, ice to meet you when basically he ices killing, somebody. He ices somebody and kills them. Which today led to uh, a lot of interesting takes on the Arnold Schwarzenegger accent. For example, Terrible. mine came out Russian. He's not <laughs> Russian at all. No, he's not. I, I can't do an Austrian accent. I, I did it pretty terrible. and, um, <laughs> and But it was awesome. I, like This is one of the things I say where it's really great that the team kind of jumps in because I do a terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger accent, and by the third try, I think it was halfway decent, and I had the, the team behind me going like, there you go, and I'm like, yes, totally, totally earned that. <laughs> we are very supportive of each other after all. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I think some of the standout ones, well, t- let's be honest, the closer of the night, the most standout one was the most literal of all. Uh, the suggestion in this case was frying pan, and Elisa stepped up with probably the most epic line of all and says, your face looks like it got smashed by a frying pan, <laughs> while trying to do the Arnold Schwarzenegger accent. Still does it better than me. And then everyone just laughed because it's so literal, mm-hmm. which is great. That's that's the fun of puns. Yes. By the way, puns are ba- how we close the show, really, yeah. every week. I thought we had some actually really uh, good suggestions from the crowd tonight. They're, they were different than the typical plumber, lawyer. What was our blue collar again today? Um, a septic tank repairman or septic tank drainer or something it's it's Um, a slight variation on plumber yes uh, but very specific very specific and to the point where it was specific enough to make alec make probably the second best pun of the game you better a septic and then punches the fictional villain in front of him uh, on stage, which I thought he, was He had epic. great space work, to be honest, yes. like pulling the, the, <laughs> the hose of the septic. I was like, hmm, I feel like you know what you're talking about. Like, that looks very realistic about septic tank draining. Absolutely. Speaking of space work, though, yeah, uh, we also commented on the exceptional space work that Ernie did today during Mystery Who. Mm-hmm. So for those listening, Mystery Who is very similar to Mystery Where. For those that don't know Mystery Where, basically four players go on stage with different locations that they need to express and drop hints of, and then the other players have to guess each one's at other each one player's location at the end of the game. Uh, person. 
at, the right, character. The character. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this situation, being the characters themselves. And Ernie got George Washington. And his space work was impeccable. Pantomiming a tree, starting to chop it down, pulling a cherry from the tree, eating it, dropping the pit off, jumping in a boat, talking about crossing a river. I mean, the only thing missing really was wooden teeth. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and then uh, Elisa coming in, she got stripper, unfortunately, and within the first 30 seconds, everyone knew what she was when she just walked around a pole. And happens to be that exact same tree yeah. that Ernie had set up because the space work today was shared across all players. And the tree, uh, Alec came in and as a koala and said, get out of my tree. So it's like pretty much every player completely bought into the fact that there was a tree there and they all had a right to be a part of it. (laughs) Absolutely. And then Tim came in and gave the most wonderful spell of Hogwarts, which I can't even repeat mainly because I don't remember it. Uh, It might have been Obliviate, maybe, I don't know. I'm just kidding. It was something he made up, but at the same time, it basically completely landed his character in the world that he belonged in and then dropped additional very blatant hints tonight uh, of of him being Harry Potter. Yeah, it was really well done. The whole thing was a lot of fun, I think. It was a fun show. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's pretty much how our show went tonight and basically some of those items that uh, that were the major notes overall and, and how we were able to learn from them and what we're going to continue to improve on overall yeah yeah I feel. sounds great looking forward to next week hell yeah i don't know who our host will be next week but hopefully it'll be uh, i think someone. it's steve Ooh. yeah steve always brings the energy so if you're around definitely join up and watch the show i'll be voicing it'll be great. fun because i uh, i get to use a different type of voice sometimes <laughs> and uh yeah it should be good uh join us for the show and i'll catch you next week sounds good thanks everyone all right bye This has been the Sunday Company Post Show Wrap-Up. Thanks for listening.